G-U-R-N. Changes immediately. Number 600 for Jimmy Anderson. Hello, and welcome back to the final sticky wickets of 2021. We've got a packed bowling lineup for you today. Who have we got? We have got Archie. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, Dom. Um, well, excited to get my teeth into some of England's woeful performances. Woeful is the correct word. We are joined also by Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm doing doing very well, thank you. Um, and as as Archie is, it's exciting to get talking to some people who are equally as irritated. <laughs> well, speaking of irritations, it's just been announced today that Toby Reynolds will be captaining a year-end cricket team if a match does go ahead. But he's here today, Toby. How how are you? How are you, Toby? I'm, I'm good. I'm just hoping that my captaincy will be better than Roots. Um, it's been in the ashes so far. <laughs> Okay, that that gives us a good point to build from here. Joe Root as a captain. England are 3-0 down. We've got plenty of stats to go for. Archie has prepared very well, much more than me and Toby ever have for a podcast. But if we're going to go around everyone, out of 10, Joe Root's captaincy. Josh, how have you found Joe Root as a captain? Um, oh, It's hard to put a number on it, really. I think there's some there's some wider decisions coming into it that influences his captaincy. I don't think he's been that bad. Um, obviously not brilliant, uh, and it doesn't help when you're even if you're a mediocre captain. If your team behind you is bad, yeah, and you're going to look even worse. So I'd probably give him a, a five out of, of ten. I, I think five out of ten. Archie, we're going to move to you and a more overview of the year. Obviously, those two good wins in Sri Lanka at the start of the year. But how's Root been as a captain? from then because I'm going to say we've only won three test matches or two test matches since then how have you found Jerry as a captain in 2021? Well yeah it's been a bit of an up and down year I think this year he's, his, his more standout performance has obviously been with the bat um, and I think it's his job has got a lot harder since the sacking of the selector um, Ed Smith at the start of the year I think mm. in Sri Lanka somewhere Um and so he's had to sort of talk with Silverwood to form a team and, and get the right conditions um, or the right team for the right conditions. And I don't think they, he's, they've done that very well a lot of the time um, in potential day-night tests in both India and in Australia. They've gone for completely the wrong bowling lineup, and we've ended up losing with a day spare or whatever. So um, in terms of an overall year, it would probably be near Josh's five um, Four or five, I think. You can easily say that Root has led from the front, one of the few players to actually get 100. But those stats, I think it's the worst English summer we've had since 1989. Worst Ashes start we've had since three, four years ago. Um, it's just, it's all horrible. Toby, as an Ashes captain, how have you found Root? Uh, in the Ashes, I don't think, I mean, I think I was definitely too harsh on him earlier. I think... <laughs> As as the Ashes have gone, I don't think he could have done anything as a captain to help the team win at all. Um, maybe praying to some rain gods at the Gabba might have helped. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I genuinely I think he's been fantastic. And over the year, he scored so many more runs than any one of the England players. And I think he scored almost double the number of runs this year than anyone else in Test cricket. I think Sean was on about 900 and he's on 17. 
1700s. So almost double the next best sort of test batsman over the whole year, which which seems pretty mental to think how good he has been. Yeah, it's it's he's had an incredible year. And I think if he stopped uh, after the first test match in India, he would have still outscored every English batsman to, today, like for the whole year. He's had a stonkingly good year, but that has been absolutely contrasted with everyone else having a rubbish year. Josh, how have you found Root as a batsman? Let's be positive. Let's bring some positives into this. We're going to talk the whole year. Root as a batsman, just give him all the praise he can. I mean, he's he's been at the top of his game along with that year in 2015, 2016, uh, where he was absolutely sublime as well. Um, he's been brilliant. He's improved his technique a little bit. I think just his footwork in in uh, in the crease um, changed it that little bit from the last two years where he was slightly off of colour. Uh, but he he has been top notch. I mean, considering I saw this stat, he he's coming in at fourteen for two time and time again. Mm. So he's effectively opening the batting. Um, so he he is scoring seventeen hundred runs in a year. You could say opening the batting, I, I, I think, which is which is just absolutely brilliant. It puts him a class above anyone else in the likes of Williamson or Smith, um, and even Labuschagne. I think I get some awful lot of praise, Labuschagne, but he's he's only ever really played in Australia, and he seems to get three or four lives every time he plays as well. Yeah. So um, I, I think he's un, undeservingly at the top of the, the ICC rankings at the moment. Um, yeah, so, absolutely had... sublime. Yeah, Root has definitely had a much more difficult set of bowlers to face, it's fair to say. Uh, India in India, Australia, New Zealand and India at home. Just a really difficult sort of, especially if he's open to bowling. He's facing all of the bowlers. Let's, let's not lie. I agree. And if I can just butt in again, I think Go. playing in India, um, I, I think you agree as well, Dom. You could almost discard those three last tests. Yep. It, it, was, it wasn't even cricket. It was like backyard cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get Dom started on those three tests. Do not get him started. I was absolutely fuming because I I was on a year out at the time. I had nobody to vent to. I was like, what is going on? How is this being allowed? How is Jiru getting five for eight? Like that that is not right. Right. We're going to move on because I'm trying to be positive today. Um, (laughs) How have you found Jiru as a captain with the bowler arch? Because we've seen a bit in the press that Jiru, for the first time ever, I've seen him being quite animated saying the bowlers weren't following his instructions. How do you think the bowling unit has been this to, uh, this this Ashes series? Because it's not... How many times have we got them all out? Once, isn't it? It's been three test matches and we've had several declarations over 400 for nine. It's, it's just... What's going wrong? Well, we haven't had the same bowling attack in any of the three tests, uh, which doesn't really make a bowling unit um, work well together. Um, and I saw an article, I think, um, by Jeffrey Boycott, everyone, England's favourite um, correspondent, um, who said something like, as you say, Dom, Joe Root said that Broad and Anderson were, were far too short. Um, and he was saying, well, why didn't Joe Root go up to them and say, bowl fuller, you've got to bowl fuller, yeah. get the edges in the line. And so he, I think he was saying that Joe Root's not, um, hasn't got enough of the power within the dressing room or, or perhaps he's too nice a guy or something like that. We all like him. He's a great batsman, a great bloke, but maybe he hasn't got um, that little cutting edge that a captain needs to, to go to the ball and say, look, you've got to do this because I'm the captain and this is going to get wicked. So um, that's why we haven't, I think that's why we haven't really got them all out yet um, for, for under, okay, we got them 267, which is 
which was a very good performance by Jimmy, really. Um, yeah. But other than that, we've been absolutely dreadful. There's just been no unity within the bowlers. No unity within the bowlers really is the big takeaway. But let's, let's try and keep positive. We'll go back to criticising England's bowling performances. But Toby, how good has Jimmy been this year? I think his average away from home is something like 12.85. Um, that spell, oh, just beautiful. It was like, I feel like this was a swan song for him in Australia. This was his last hurrah, even though it's sort of in vain, I think. He's bowled fantastically uh, against got Smith out, which is always an absolute delight. How have you found Jimmy this tour? Yeah, he's been unbelievable. I don't think there's any doubt that he's possibly at the peak of his powers right now, which seems meant to think about definitely over the last three, four years. Um, I think sort of 2018 probably was when he sort of started on this really unbelievable run of form and just averaged basically nothing uh, at home since then. And, and even this year, he struggled a lot more at home than away, which seems weird, mm. um, taking some, some good... Um, wickets in India he took took to that unbelievable spell I think it was in that first test which sort of oh. turned the turned the game a little bit to give us the win at the beginning of the final day maybe the the penultimate day averaging yeah averaging 14 as well in, in Australia with the ball I mean it's him and Malan really carrying the attack to, when you think about it <laughs> uh, I will actually I'm, I'm actually on, on that I would like to add that um this is completely unrelated to the Ashes at all, other than it's about Malan. But he's taken two less wickets away from home this year than Ashwin, who is the leading Test wicket taker. <laughs> right. I was pretty out there. Pretty out there. Valant. <laughs> well, that just brings us on to the problem of spin. Wow, wow. What a rubbish year for English spinners. As much as I do love Jack Leach and everything he stands for at Spec Savers, I just. It's not been a good year for him or Dom Best. As someone who grew up with the name Dom, there was never an England player with my name. There was only gingers I could sort of relate to. And to see Dom Best struggle really hurts me. So Dom Sibley as well, mate. Yeah, but I don't feel connected. Of England's finest. I don't feel yeah. connected to the vicar of Sibley. Um, but let's talk about England spinners, Josh. What's gone wrong? Where do we go forward? And who do you think will start the next Ashes as England spinner? Big question, that. Yeah, I think I'm not overly qualified to answer that question because I haven't followed the first class game much. That's absolutely you know, fine. Previous, to, sorry? That's absolutely fine. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, previous to kind of this season and last season in England. Um, but from what I've heard from people that have been playing it for 20 years and, and all our favourite favorite cricket, um, cricket commentators and critics, is that the quality of the pitches is just not up to standard and the time of year that they are playing their cricket is not right to induce good spin. Um, and as far as I'm aware as well, the technique that we're taught to spin the ball in England is slightly different. It may work here, but it doesn't necessarily work in the subcontinent in the terms of kind of ripping the ball out of your fingers, um, which Nathan Lyon has talked about and ending English careers and so on and so on. Um, I think that is probably where the England spin lineup has gone wrong, so to speak. Um, I don't know about Graham Swan. You know, I wonder where he managed to crack it differently. That would be an interesting question. Um, maybe it just came through experience. I, I don't know. In the next Ashes, are we talking about in England here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that would be 2023, which is only technically 18 months away, which is mad to yeah. think. I think they've either got to go with pure youth and pick... Yeah, I would probably go with Matt Parkinson. 
I know that's not pure youth, but I'd go with Matt Parkinson. However, I believe they will probably still back Jack Leach. Um, and in some ways, there is that merit to be had with kind of sticking with the same players. Um, and you're seeing it with Leach at the moment. He hasn't played Test match cricket for a while, coming into a, a big series. And maybe he's just a little bit uh, off colour and it hasn't been helped by some some other dodgy batting where you when you've only got you know 180 to defend you're almost stuck oh my god what do I do I can't afford to spill away eight in and over because that's the end of it I can't risk that to get a wicket and, and so on and they're sort of in this deadlock with the batsmen and bowlers being like oh you know I, how how do I attack your failures sort of thing hmm. actually that does bring on to another good question who is to blame for the Ashes failure for England if you have to put it down to one segment of the team is it the batsman is it the bowlers or is it the fielding? I'm going to put that out there. Let's go. Let's go with that. I'm going to say it's the batsmen and the bowlers and the fielders. But bar that, if you had to single it down to one person or not one group of the team, who would it be? Probably the batsmen because we just haven't got enough runs. Um, and then also potentially that comes back to coaching staff um, because uh, because you look at players that have come in um, over the last five years per se and and lots of them have done actually quite well in their first uh two games three games or whatever some some have even got 50s hundreds and then if they play another 10 games their average just absolutely plummets um and so potentially it, there's something wrong in either their technique or or the way that they're being taught to play um but then yeah coming down to to the fundamental part of of the team that has let us down is, is definitely the batting i think the bowling's been um, been all right. It, it's it's done us done us well um, in parts. It just hasn't been um, critical enough, and then the batting's just been absolutely awful. Mm, it, it has been awful, but the fielding as well, Toby. It, it it's just this is what frustrates me about England. If we're outclassed, we're outclassed. That's fine. But creating problems for ourselves by dropping catches and sitters, it's fair to say, on some of them. That's when I get annoyed with England, when we're making life difficult for ourselves. What have you thought about England's fielding? It's been surprisingly poor. I don't know if maybe it was because there was so so much rain about at the Gabba. They didn't really get much practice in before, um, before the series started. And they haven't played cricket for four months as well since late September. Early September, sorry. Maybe they've just sort of out of practice a bit, which would be a bit of a shame to sort of to say that's the reason why I've lost the Ashes. I think realistically batting has been the big problem. We've not scored 300 in an innings yet, um, which is, I mean, that's at least a minimum score normally in a first inning, second innings of a, of a test match in Australia. They've scored 400 twice in their first innings. They won with 267 as their first inning score and won by an innings, which is just shouldn't be happening ever in Australia. The lowest score, I think, since the 1930s to win a test match within the first innings. It's the end of the year. It's the end of 2021. A horrid year for England, and we'll go through that. At the end of the year, we'd like to reflect what we've done, what we've said, I think, especially. Um, Toby, these were your Ashes predictions. Australia to win 3-1. Okay, that's that's still on the cards. cards, Marnus Labashane. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think he, I think he might be. Magic moment. Milan scoring a big hundred. It's it could still come. It could still come. 
Okay, I'll move on to mine. Australia, 4-0. <laughs> top run scorer route. No. Most wickets, Lion. Not, That's maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Root, root is the top run scorer as we speak, actually. Get it. Get it. Thank you, John. Oh, he is, yeah. Magic moment. Cummins hat-trick, the first Aussie captain to do so. I will technically, I know it's not a hat-trick, but that first baller, I did predict Cummins to do something special there. Mm. Uh, let's go on to Josh's predictions. 3-1. Okay, that is... Still on the cards, Josh. Good for you. Top run scorer, Smith. Most wickets, Robinson. Um, magic moment. Stokes being brilliant as always. I think I got uh, probably the most wrong out of all of us. <laughs> oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I think Archie's a bit more optimistic. Stokes mm. hasn't been great. Ben was so right in that live show when he was like, just you don't really play was. him. So this is Ben. This is a shout out to you. Well done. You're absolutely right. We're not jealous of your magic predictions at all. Archie, 4-1 to Australia is your predictions. That's very much still on the cards. Top yeah. run scorer, Smith. Most wickets, Cummins. England to win in Perth with a route 200. Right. Well. <laughs> um, Fortunately, yeah. you, you can back away from that one. Not <laughs> happening for another three, four years. So yeah, yeah. say, yeah. Archie's gone for the wrong ashes though. He's going for the next one, obviously, when England yeah. come back with a, the really good team. Yeah. yeah, and um, let's say Harris's as well. Australia to win 2-1. Sorry, Harris, that is not correct, I'm afraid. Top scorer, Root. Most wickets, Woody, as well. Not going to happen. Magic moment, Hamid grinding out a ton. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. As much as Hamid has been slightly solid, and I have I really want him to do well as a Nottinghamshire fan. Uh, he, he just seems outclassed again. And I just feel that sort of summarise England. There's no real rhyme or reason to it which being outclassed again in Australia we're going to move on now to you are an ashes and it's not really a game we're going to play it's a question Toby where is the letter where is the letter to Tammy Beaumont it's it's coming it's it's got to be you know crafted from the heart obviously <laughs> which takes a bit of time um I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've just trying to find the right words to really describe it all so it might take a, another another couple of days, maybe a week or so. Obviously, um, it, it will be out by at least end of exam period. End of exam so period? Exam. It takes time to craft brilliance, Dom. You're not just putting yourself, are you, Toby? No, it'll oh, be out. Do it Don't later, worry. Do it later. It'll See, be there. It'll be there. This would just not, gotta, you know, take this time. Not, this would not last on the Holy Trinity. I can assure you of that. This would not be stood for. <laughs> Um, it's been a fantastic year for Sticky Wickets. We've had some great interviews. My favourite being uh, Ellie Oldroyd. That was my absolute favourite moment at URN by far. That was just a delight. We're going to go around everyone. I know Archie and Josh, you haven't had quite as much time on URN, but what's been your highlight of the year, Archie? Um, it was that massive um, hour and a half uh, big pre-Ashes uh, podcast slash live show where we were just able to Put out, put out all of our um, predictions, all of our thoughts, which were, were some were true and, and some were completely wrong. But just being able to to chew the fat was 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 really good. That's good to hear, Tobes. Maybe go for some of the earlier stuff, you know, before we sold out and had the URN. The Jared Kimber, yeah, the Jared Kimber episode I really like. Um, the one where he left. That was back in twenty. That and that was that one, and then also the uh, the uni the unicorns. Oh, yeah. Birmingham Unicorns episode was a really good one. So I recommend going listening back to them. I think they're episode 20, 28 or something like that, 28, 29, around there. 
Yeah, that um, was really good. That was and really then also good. the S- SRAs as well. I really enjoyed. I'm surprised uh, you can a... remember that, Tobes. I couldn't surprise you can remember that. Josh, what, part of it. what you've only been on two sticky two or three sticky wickets. What's been your favorite moment? Because it feels half to <laughs> um yeah, uh, I, I'd probably have to go with Archie as well. That half of, of talking about the ashes was, was just absolutely sublime. Um, it was nice to be in the room with some like-minded people as well. Um, but if I go with my favourite moment, just to be a little bit different from Archie overall, was I think it was when I was toing and throwing about coming onto the radio or not. And, and Archie was away for the weekend. Luke came in my room and he was like, can you come on the Saturday Sports Social and just talk cricket for 15 minutes? Because <laughs> Matt and I have absolutely no clue. So I was like, okay, of course. Um, and then and then that kind of got me into it. So, yeah. Oh, we're so glad the URN Sticky Wickets Academy is up and functioning now. Obviously, it's doing a lot better than the county circuit. I can confirm we will have a massive Ashes live dissection on a Thursday show. Not sure when. Obviously, Forest Derby gets the prime spot on the first weekend back, I'm going to say. I think that's the 17th we're on air. But we will be back uh, giving you all the Sticky Wickets coverage probably not for the good anyone got any positive thoughts to go into the last two test matches uh Malan 100 i'm calling it i think Malan will get 100 and i think root will score some runs as well that's what i'm saying we'll be still bowled out for under under 100 but Malan will somehow get 100 even if we're bowled out for under it <laughs> well uh, silverwood's not going to be there for the next test so that may be a little positive yeah it could be we might save our Silverwood dissection for that Thursday. <laughs> we, we've stayed clear of it as the man has got COVID or has been near someone with COVID. So I feel it's a bit harsh to really dig into a man who he's not in his best form on or off the pitch, it's fair to say. But thank you so much for listening. If you're a friend, family member or whoever you are listening to Sticky Wickets over the year, if it's this episode or if it's all the episodes, we really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. Um, obviously, we've got Sticky Wickets on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter and TikTok. Is that still going, Toby? Uh, yeah, I've not posted for a little bit because I'm a bit, bit busy, but it'll be, be up and running again at some point. It might, maybe that's where the release of the uh, the letter could be, oh. the TikTok. And, and flowers, you've got to send flowers and we're desperate to get a reply. If you do, if anyone does know Tammy Beaumont's home address, do not share it. <laughs> do not share it. Toby's going to send it to the club and they're going to kindly pass on, we believe. Um we're going to have so many more episodes, features. If you have any ideas of what you want to give us, what you want us to do, where you want us to go. I know a T20 Blast and 100 away day is looking very likely, isn't it, Toby? Uh, we're really excited for 2022. It can't be any worse than 2021. Thank you so much for listening again and keep it your own. Go well. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.